Hello and welcome to another episode of Vegas TMI, the official City of Las Vegas podcast where we discuss the topics that make the City of Las Vegas timely, memorable, and iconic. I'm Shane. And I'm Jen. Uh, You look familiar. It's uh, been a while (laughs) since we've seen each other. I've been out on maternity leave, so it's good to be back in the studio with you. Just to not confuse the listeners, you're not actually back from maternity leave. You just can't quit us, so you're coming in. That's true. Special appearance. The baby is outside in the car probably sleeping by himself yeah, well, he's he's in good hands hopefully he's he's being good yeah so for a special occasion you're coming back in because uh we got a big topic to talk about today the legislature sounds exciting right yeah it's a big year in nevada for our listeners that don't know the nevada legislature only meets every other year in odd number years so 2019 is the year that they meet um, the session will get started in early February and go until early June. It's 120 days long. And only three other states do that. So why do we do it, Jen? That's a good question. Um, I think it's written into the Nevada Constitution and has yet to be changed. But it makes it a really unique political climate from what everyone tells me, specific to Nevada. And I think it makes it really challenging because you have people that put laws in place. And if things come up in the next two years, you generally have to wait for them to go back to the legislature or the governor has to call a special session and those don't happen very often. Yeah, so I think in our last podcast on the legislature, we had Brian on and he gave us some history and it was something about uh, because Nevada was so unpopulated, people had to travel from a long distance so they didn't want to have to meet every year or something like that. Now some pros of having it every other year is that you're not constantly changing the laws and having to adjust and adapt But like Jen said, you also can't change the laws every year if you need to. So that would require special sessions. So there are pros and cons, and uh, most other states have decided to go every year. Will that ever happen for us? I guess we'll have to wait and see. Our guest, Nicole Rourke, is our Deputy Administrative Services Director. She has a ton of lobbying experience and has spent a lot of time in Carson City over the years lobbying on behalf of different organizations. So she's going to give us some insight into what it's like to be up there in Carson City this time of year and also what bills the city is going to be working on. Take it away, David. Hello, everyone. This is David Riggleman, Communications Director for the City of Las Vegas. Thanks for joining us. The 80th session of the Nevada Legislature is now underway. We as a city have three bills we hope get passed during the 120-day session. To discuss these bills and much more, I'm joined by someone who has a lot of experience with the legislative session, Nicole Rourke. Nicole, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Before you joined us at the City of Las Vegas as our Deputy Administrative Services Director, you served as the Clark County School District's Chief Government Lobbyist. Many people have never experienced life in Carson City during the legislative session. It's tough because you're basically up there for four straight months but only every other year. Tell us about that. Exactly. Well, first of all, it's very cold. For Southern Nevadans, <laughs> it's a freezing experience. But seriously, it's a very fast-paced environment because the legislature meets for 120 days um, every other year, as you mentioned. 
the pace is frenetic. Um, you might be in a hearing one moment and being called out to talk to a legislator another moment. Um, and essentially, you have to study in the evening um, all the bills and the feedback from um, the city staff on what those bills mean for the city uh, to be able to be conversant when you walk in the building. And so you might talk to another lobbyist on that same bill. You might talk to 20 people on one bill, and yet you're following um, up to, you know, five or 600 bills. Yeah. So it and gets pretty intense. Nicole- We'll talk about that. In a typical session, how many bills are in play initially? The last few sessions, we've seen anywhere from 1,000 to about 1,200 bills total. And your job as a lobbyist is to stay on top of all of that. It is. It is. You know, you read the bills to determine, um, you know, whether or not you think they might have some sort of impact um, to the city. And then city staff really look at them in detail to determine how that impact plays out and whether or not, you know, they really will impact operations. Nevada is what's known as a Dillon's Rule state, correct? And that means that the legislature actually has most of the power. It gives the power to the local entities as it sees fit. Correct. That's absolutely true. So it's a situation where the legislative session, very important because it can change the laws across the state and really impact the local entities very much so. Nicole, I want to talk to you about this. There are a lot of firsts this session for Mm -hmm. the legislature. First time we've had a Democrat governor in 20-odd years, and the first time ever that the Assembly's majority is made up of women. How do you think that's going to affect the session this time around with all these firsts? Well, first, having one party um, represent both the legislative houses and the governor's office always presents an interesting dynamic. You know, we saw that for the first time in a very long time back in 2015 um, uh, when the Republicans, you know, had a wave in in the 2014 elections. And so now we're seeing it again, um, you know, on the Democratic side. And so, you know, they'll have an opportunity to really um, bolster the governor's agenda. You know, he laid that out in the state of the state a couple of weeks ago and uh, made it very clear that he had some big priorities. And so it'll be their job in the legislature to uh, move that agenda across the line, you know, while at the same time, uh, sort of limiting the distractions from the big priorities. So that'll be interesting um, to watch and see how they bring their caucuses together to get that, get his agenda accomplished. And then as for women, you know, we've really seen uh, Nevada turned their political offices over uh, quite a bit over the last decade um, to provide more diversity, um, to provide more representation of the population that now uh, lives in the state of Nevada. And so I think this is that next step. And I really think the whole nation is watching, right? Yeah, sure. We've gotten a lot of attention nationally um, uh, for this, um, and we're excited to see some of the issues that um, these women bring forward. I mean, they're very interested in changes to our education system, um, to Medicaid, to mental health. So as they bring those priorities forward, we'll we'll see how that goes. But it's definitely one to watch in 2019. And, and while the Democrats have control of both houses, that they have the majority, still women make up both parties, a bipartisan thing, where there are plenty of Republican women uh, as well in the legislature. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we'll see if they can create some bipartisanship because they have common mm-hmm. interests um, because ones, yeah. because they're women. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I believe, too, for the first time, the Nevada Supreme Court has a majority of women on it, too, as well. So we've seen quite a, quite a bit of change uh, as far as it comes to gender diversity in Nevada. But Nevada always leads the way when it comes to things like that. Nicole, we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. 
we have three bills. The city has three bills that we're pushing this year. Can you tell us what they are and why they're so important to the city? Sure. I mean, they already have assigned bill numbers, and so we're lucky that we're going to start the session early with those. And so um, AB 73 provides for two dedicated revenue sources for homeless initiatives. Last year, almost 6,500 people were counted as homeless in the Las Vegas Valley, and about 67% of them were sleeping on the street instead of in a shelter. So that's a four-year high for our community. Las Vegas is one of the top 10 largest homeless populations in the country, and chronic homelessness can significantly impact government and private um, businesses. So we're really looking at the costs associated with that. And so we're really seeking uh, new revenue for that purpose. We really don't want to be a community where we're investing hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, in this. There are cities in California, LA, San Francisco, who, you know, they're just spending lots of money just cleaning up things. We really want revenue to invest in housing. We know that housing will help solve the uh, homeless problem. So that's our initiative there. The other two bills are really technical in nature. Um, We have AB5, which is um, uh, affects the general plan amendments and the timing for that. And then SB11 um, addresses the timing for adopting the international building codes. Uh, They're on a three-year cycle for those international building codes, and yet the local governments only have one year to do that. So we're just really asking for the full uh, term of the cycle to go up to three years. Yeah, more of a technical thing for sure. Getting back to the issue of the, the homeless, I think we also feel at the city that this is a regional issue, not just a city of Las Vegas issue, although many of the homeless are located within the city limits. I think the hope here is that we get some some help from from the rest of the state in, in trying to manage the problem. Because as you said, it's just getting larger and larger. Certainly. And that's exactly why we looked at two different revenue sources. The first one is an increase to the real property transfer tax. And that would be a regional approach. That would affect all local governments in Southern Nevada. And we put in a distribution formula that would mirror the current um, consolidated tax uh, just for distribution. So uh, all local governments are used to receiving funds that way. And so then it would give Clark County some funding to address home homelessness, it would give Henderson, North Las Vegas, anybody in that formula to also run programs for homeless services and for housing. Got it. Nicole, let me ask you this. Is there anything that the citizens of Las Vegas can do to help see these bills make their way through the legislature? It's tough because they've got to make it out of committee. They've got to make it from one house to the next. They've got to get signed by the governor. There's a lot of hurdles for a bill to become law. Are there things that people can do here in Las Vegas to help move these forward. Absolutely. Um, the first and foremost thing is to email your legislator in support of these bills. Uh, they get e- lots of emails, so it should be you know a unique message from your perspective. Um, certainly on the homeless bill, I think as a resident, you could tell a story about um, your experience with that and how this bill might really help um, the homeless um, that you've inc- you may have encountered. And then you know there's a website. The legislature has a very uh, rich um, and robust website that has all the information that happens during the legislative session. There's a neat section on that, too, where you can provide written feedback. And so if you go under the 80th legislative session and you scroll almost um, to the bottom, it says, you know, share your opinion or share um, on legislative bills. And if you click on that, then you can look up the bill number. 
and provide feedback, um, and they all read that. And it also does an interesting thing where it shows a poll um, to folks who look uh. that up. Legislators can look that up um, so they can see how many support and how many oppose a certain bill. And so that's really um, a good tool as well. Wow, that's great. It's going to be my next question. How do people stay up to date on what's going on in the legislature, especially if there are 1,000, 1,200 bills being kicked around? What is the website, uh, Nicole? How can people find it? Is it a state website? It's www.leg.nv.state.us. And again, there is a, a plethora of information on everything legislative during the 120-day cycle. And it's up year-round, of course. Um, but you can look at all the different bills. They actually have a personalized bill tracker also. Wow. Um, and it's free for up to 10 bills. So if wow. there's something um, as a citizen that you really are watching closely, uh, they'll send you notifications through that system, That's which great. is kind of nice. And it, it runs efficiently then. It's updated. The, the, the information Real time. is timely. That's great. That's really good. Nicole, what else? Is there anything else you want to add? Something germane to the session? You're a veteran of this. You've been up there many, many times from the school district now. Of course, we've stolen you away at the city of Las Vegas and glad to have you on board. But it's, a, it's an all-hands-on-deck time when the legislature's in session. Oh, glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have certainly our legislative team in Carson City, but they're backed by almost every person that works for the city because we're giving feedback and, you know, understanding. And, and people throughout the city track bills of their own. They're really watching for what impacts are coming down um, from the legislature. As you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, we're uh, under Dillon's rule. And so watching everything that they do is critical to to our yeah, sure operations. Is. Sure is. Nicole, for people who don't really have any experience with the legislature, walk us through this. There are some deadlines. Bills have to get out of committee by a certain date. They have to end up in the other house by a certain date. Can you kind of just walk us through that process? Because otherwise they die, correct? O only Absolutely. a certain select few. And I was going to ask you, of the percentage of the number of bills, the 1,000 or 1,200 that are initially drafted, what what number would you say, even a rough estimate, actually make it through to where they get passed? Um, you know, it's a, an interesting process. So they have a first committee where they have to have a hearing. Um, if they don't have the hearing and then a vote of that committee, then it dies. I, that deadline is sometime in April for first committee mm -hmm. passage. Yeah, April. It's, it's always sometime um, in April, I recall. From yeah. there, it has to go to the floor of that first house. So uh -huh. let's say a bill starts on the assembly side. They have to make it through the assembly committee, then End a the vote assembly, on the yeah. full body of the assembly. Then it goes to the and Senate. And then it goes to the Senate, wow. goes through their committee. That's another deadline to make it through the second committee. And then it has to make it through a vote of the Senate. And then finally, it has to be signed by the governor, um, or at least allowed to pass, he has uh, 10 days to actually sign yeah, off sign on it or, or, just, or mm -hmm. not, or let it, or let it mm -hmm. uh, be vetoed. Then. So percentage-wise, uh, hard to say. Every session's a little bit different, and of course, you know... But it's uh, a small number of the, of the thousand a, that, that are drafted up or so. It uh, it's a very small number that are actually going to get passed. Wow. It's a lot of hurdles, but that's, I think, the way the system's set up. There's a lot of checks and balances in there so that the power doesn't rest with any one group or any one individual. So Exactly right. It's, it's called America, right? And everybody <laughs> yeah. has a voice, and that's the important thing to remember. All right. Well, Nicole, listen, thanks for all you're doing in your team. Uh, you're not doing this alone. Good luck to all of you during the session. We're going to rely on you heavily, and we'll, we'll be in your corner when you need stuff from, from the rest of us here at the city of Las Vegas. Always interesting when the legislature is in session. It's uh, something that all Nevadans really need to pay attention to because what they're working on up there, it will literally impact us all. So good luck, exactly. and thanks so much for being on the podcast with Thank us today. You.
So thanks, David and Nicole, for that enlightening talk about what's going on with the legislature. It's going to be a big year. We'll have to wait and see what happens. It'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out. Yeah, and we won't have uh, too long to wait. We should know by June, right? Yep, it's a really short session, only about 120 days, so we'll be watching it closely. Yep, so if you uh, have any interest in the issues that we talked about on the podcast, you're going to want to talk to your legislature and let them know that you support it. Yep, you can talk, you can contact your state senators and state representatives and make your voice heard. So thanks again for joining us for this episode of Vegas TMI. You can get in on the conversation by using the hashtag VegasTMI on any of your favorite social networking platforms. And if you want to listen to past episodes, you can go to lasvegasnevada.gov slash podcast. You can subscribe to us on the Google Play Music Store, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we'll be there. Talk to you next time. TTFN from Vegas TMI. TMI.